Right, good morning, everybody. So, my name is, is Josh, and I've got the absolute privilege of being the youth and youngest pastor here, um, but also with sharing with you this morning. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about Christmas. So, who like, put your hand up if you like Christmas. Yeah. Come on, we love Christmas. Love Christmas. I love, I love Christmas too. I, there's so much to love about Christmas. I love the, the food, the family time, the annual leave, the presents. Come on, we do like the presents. I love coming to church on Christmas Day. I love the fact that at this time of year, more than any other time of year, people are talking about Jesus. And that's good, and I like it. And I don't know you, about you, but every uh, family has different traditions at Christmas. Um, but one of my, my favorite things about Christmas was when I would come down um, sort of on Christmas morning, and Father Christmas had left us presents there. And I really loved the moment when I got to watch as other people got to open their presents. I, I loved opening presents, but I loved the moment. There's something special about that moment when we watch other people open presents. Me and Beth, my sister, she would, uh, we would t- take it in turns. I would open one. And she would watch, and then she would open one, and I'd watch. And I don't know if it was more out of jealousy that we see, and who's got a better present? Or it was because we generally love the reaction. But there's something really amazing about that moment when we open a gift. Who knows, guys? This Christmas, let me take you something. It's important that you react correctly when you get a present. Okay? It's very important that, that you need to make sure that you react appropriately when you get a present. We've all been there in situations where you, you've bought somebody a present, and you've put lots of thought into it. And you give it to them. It's a present. And you give it, and you give it over them, hand it over to them. And then you look at them, they open it, and they're like, oh, yeah, a belt. Thanks for that. And you can see the disappointment in their eyes. And you're like, oh, I thought that belt was a really good present. Or maybe you've been in the situation where you've opened a present. Don't say, but maybe you've been in that situation where you've opened a present. And you're like, oh, a belt. And it's, you've, met, you've, or you've, had, you've either given not the best response, like, I don't want a belt, Dad. Or you've said you've sort of you've gone oh yeah thanks a belt that's really great and you've had to like sort of pretend it's important how we react at Christmas time we all know the Christmases when people have reacted badly we remember the years when Uncle Bill and Ben had a fight over Monopoly you know and they reacted poorly to it and they still haven't spoken since so we're praying for them um, we remember the year that little Jimmy cried all morning because he wanted a big red tractor for Christmas. And you've got a small green truck. We remember reactions. They matter. One of the things that I love most about my wife, who sat over there, is how expressionate she is. She's got this ability yeah, to pull all these sorts of different faces and express every emotion imaginable just with these muscles on her face. It's, it's great because it means that for me as a husband, and you'll, you'll learn this as you grow up, that you, you can understand what she's saying most of the time. Most of the time you understand what she's saying. So... So what I thought, I thought we'd do, if it's okay, is we play a little game, okay? And this game is called Guess the Expression, okay? So Guess the Expression. So every time I say Guess the Express, you say Shun, right? Ready? Here we practice. Guess the Express. Right, ready? Try again. Guess the Express. Right, okay. This is great. So you can see here, I'll put a couple of pictures of Chloe. I just, she's such a lovely, wonderful, gracious wife who will forgive me for putting these photos up in front of... You all, but you can see a couple there. We've got sort of sassy and sleepy uh, and sad, sort of like all sorts of different emotions. And what we're going to do is we're going to go for a couple. I'm going to put one up on the screen in a second, and then you're going to sort of like have a guess of what it is. And then I'm going to talk about how the reaction, the expression that Chloe's got on her face, how a character in the Christmas story might have also had that same reaction to what was going on. Does that make sense? Okay, let's have it. The first, ready for guess the express? Yes, love it. Right, here we go. Right, oh, okay, so that is a picture of Chloe at Pennywell Farm. 
holding a pig. That's not a child of ours. That's not, it's just a pig from Pennywell Farm. Right, okay. Somebody guess. Who wants to have a guess of what expression they think is being... Go on. Confused. Confusion. Let's have a look if he's right. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. Confused. I have to say that I didn't think that was going to be... You're going to guess it. Right, I want you to pull your most confused face. Everybody turn to the person next to you and pull a confused face. Imagine you're holding a pig at Pennywell Farm. You're like, what is happening? What is happening? I want you to imagine, yeah? Imagine, put yourself in the shoes of Joseph for a second. This is a guy who's just found out his fiance is going to have a baby. She's pregnant. But he knows he's not the father. Can you imagine some of, the, his, some of his questions, some of his feelings around that moment? Can you then imagine when it's sort of a couple of nights later, he has a dream when an angel appears and tells him, don't, don't worry, this is going to be the son of God and he's going to forgive the whole of the world of all the bad stuff they've ever done wrong. Can you imagine? That's pretty confusing. Can you imagine being the shepherds? One day you're sort of stood in the sort of field with your staff, watching the sheep. Make a, give me a bar noise. Not bad. It's all right. Um, but so we're watching the sheep, and all of a sudden, bang! An angel appears. And it says the glory of the Lord shone around, which is like the glory basically means like the amazingness, the, the hugeness of God. It probably was really bright. I mean, can you imagine how confusing that would have been? You know, and I can definitely see that in both of those situations, they would be really confused. They wouldn't have ever had anything like that happen to them before, for sure. Nobody, Joseph wasn't like, oh, yeah, I've been through this before. Funny you say, actually, angel. It never happened before. He can't explain it with the laws of science either. An angel appears to the shepherds. That doesn't make sense scientifically, does it? But I want you to know this. In our confusion, God brings clarity, sends angels to communicate what's happening. And the God of the Bible always brings truth and he always brings clarity. How easy is it for us in this world to feel confused sometimes? I know that I do. You know the answer? I spend a lot of time with young people, and I ask them questions, the big questions of life. You know the most common answer I get back saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Why is this? Why is that? I hear this over and over again. I don't know. I just don't know. And we live in a society that more and more makes truth a subjective thing. You choose your own truth, bro. It's like, okay, okay, but what does that mean? And actually, when you get to the roots of it all, we've all got our own truth, society says. When you get to the roots of it all, nobody's that sure. Nobody's that confident. Jesus was that confident. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He was confident in the truth because he was it. He spoke it and he lived it. You know that I've le- what I've learned in my life as a Christian? That when I know Jesus, I know all that I need to know. And when I try to know things above Jesus, I get confused. And I want to know, if you're here this morning, you're feeling a little bit confused... I believe that the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, and his, the story of his birth and arrival and the good news of that can bring truth and clarity into whatever you're going through. Right, who's ready for another round of Guess the Express? Yeah! Come on! Right, okay, here we go. That is a lovely picture of taken when we were in Portugal, just out of the Christmas hat for festive effect. Go on, what do you reckon the, the expression is? Guess the expression. Yeah, right, here we go. We'll go... I'll mix it up. I'll try and get as many. What do you reckon? What's the expression? Happy. Happiness. Is it? Yeah. Well, I want you to turn to the person next to you and give them the biggest smile. Give them a big smile, cheesy smile face. Not creepy. Oh, some... It's happy, not creepy. Happy smiles, happy smiles. 
You know what's interesting is, for Mary, yeah, Mary would have been confused too. She, had, she, has, a, she has an appearance of an angel come and speak to her too. And says, you're going to carry the Son of God. And what she does quickly, she gets on the road and she goes and sees her relative, Elizabeth. And this is what happens when they meet her. Elizabeth sees Mary and the baby within her, which is John the Baptist. But at that point, he's just John the baby because he didn't baptize anybody yet. So John the baby. He says, the Bible says he jumped for joy. He jumped for joy. And at that moment, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she cries out in joy. And then Mary's so joyful that she then sings a song about how amazing God is. Going back a step, when the angels spoke to the shepherds, this is what they said to the shepherds. We've heard it already. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Jesus' arrival over 2,000 years ago is good news for me. It's good news for you. Toby, it's good news for you. It's good news for you. Janet, it's good news for all of us. It's good news for your neighbor. It's good news for your teacher at school. It's good news for everybody. It's great joy and good news for everybody. Why is it good news, though? Well, it's good news because Jesus made the way. Remember when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Well, he made a way. Well, what did he make a way to? Well, before us and God, God is so good. God in heaven is so, so good at it, but we've messed up. Put your hand up if you messed up. Yeah. yeah, we've all messed up. We've all messed up. And we're like oil and water. Like, they, don't, they don't mix oil and water together. It doesn't work. They like, stay separate. But when Jesus came, he made a way that through living as the Son of God, God in flesh, coming to earth, living a perfect life, and then dying a, a criminal's death on a cross, and rising again, rise again three days later, he made a way that you and I, we could mix now with God the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. Jesus came to give us a relationship with the Father a way to experience great joy. Right, who wants another round of Guess the Express? Yes, we're on it. We're cooking with gas now. Right, let's have a look at this one. This one was a bit of an archive one. I had to go back into the old thing. I don't see this expression very often. That is Chloe at a much younger age. What do we reckon? Okay, here we go. Funny. Funny. She is funny looking, but it's not that one. It's, it, it's a good try. It, no, she's not. No, she's lovely. Please pray for me. Scared? Not quite scared. It's, it's a look I might quite get. If I've not loaded the dishes correctly, like, what do you reckon? Hang on, here we go. Maybe disgusted? Oh, yeah, disgusted, that is true. But I, I was thinking of, let's have a look. What, what is it? Angry. Sometimes, sometimes as well, that does happen if I don't do the dishes properly. Uh, because there's a way of doing it I've never learnt yet. Uh, but I'm praying that one day the Lord will reveal me and guide me where the plates go exactly in the right place and just, just be lifting me up and pray that on. But right, okay, so, so angry. Someone turn to the person next to you and give them an angry expression. Just imagine somebody's not loaded the dishwasher right. Oh, again. It's interesting. When we think about Christmas, we don't like to think about anger very often, or we don't like to think about this character, and he doesn't get a lot of mention, but King Herod is there. King Herod is really real in the Christmas story. He was angry. He was uh, some real anger in the back of the room there. Cool. They're like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, he was angry. He was selfish. The wise men, they come. And they speak to Herod and they say, listen, we want to find, where, where's the king of the Jews being born? We know he's being born somewhere. Where is he? And Herod feels angry. He feels threatened. He feels threatened because he's worried that Jesus is going to take his throne. He's going to take his crown. 
I want you to know in life that sometimes we can feel angry when we think about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is a threat to our selfishness. If we want to live a life that's all about us, that's not Jesus' way of living. It's a threat to our comfort. It's a challenge to live for Jesus. It's a challenge to live like Jesus. It means we have to accept that we don't know all the right answers. That we don't all have the right truth. He's the truth. Herod missed the joy of Christmas because the idea of Jesus made him angry. And I want to speak to you today. And maybe you're here and you don't know why, but when people talk about Jesus at Christmas time, it irritates you a little bit. It's like, oh, oh, I don't really know. And can I ask you this Christmas to ask the question, why, if that's you? Might it be that Jesus is calling you to a different way of life? A way of life that's not necessarily built around your own truth and your own feelings, but it's based around his truth, the truth. Maybe I'll start this Christmas. Let's have one more round. Should we have one more round of let's guess the express? Yes. Okay, great. Here we go. Right. Guess the... I'll put myself in this one because I thought I've embarrassed Chloe enough as well. Okay, I'm going to come to the back this time. What do we think this expression is? I'm very often... I very often feel like this. Happy. Did somebody say regret? <laughs> Who... Who? The dishwasher situation is not that bad. I wanna, listen, we're not on the rock. It's fine. Wait, what do you reckon? Um, what, are we, what are we cutting in front of us? Okay, what, what, might, what might we be feeling? Excited. Hungry. Sometimes, I, if, if you know my wife, or you might have seen a combination of the last two emotions and feelings, hungry and angry. And you see a hangry. It's like a perfect storm, so we try and avoid those sort of situations. But why don't you turn to the person next to you and give them your best hungry feeling? You know, I feel so hungry. Give me some food. I need it. I often live, I live this emotion, hungry. I don't always pull this face when I'm hungry, though. Right, okay. So who was hungry? Who was hungry in this Christmas story? Well, you might be, but you weren't in the Christmas story. But... Who was hungry? I, have, I feel that the wise men were hungry, right? And maybe physically, because they traveled probably about 800 miles. So on camel, that would have taken you 40 days. So that's a long old way. So they very well may have felt hungry. The animals almost certainly would have felt hungry. But the sort of hunger I'm talking about is a deeper hunger. It's not just a hunger for food. It's almost like a spiritual hunger, like deep down inside. You can't point it to your stomach and say, I feel it here. But you just know deep down that you feel hungry. They were hungry to meet Jesus. They come to Herod and say, where's the newborn king of the Jews? We want to meet him. We want to worship him. They had a passion and a desire to get to find Jesus. And I want to ask you, what would you be willing to travel 800 miles for on camel? Okay? That's not a comfortable journey. On camel. But it's interesting, isn't it? They were so hungry that they would journey that 800 miles. And what's amazing, yeah, is if we again jump back a little bit to Mary, when she's singing that really joyful song in Luke chapter 53, she says these words. I never spotted it before, but I spotted it when I read it this time. She says this, referring to God, she says, You have filled the hungry with good things and have sent the rich away with empty hands. Listen, I believe that Mary in that situation was speaking to many rich people to come. And many sort of like hungry people to come as well, both physically and spiritually. But I also believe she was prophesying to these guys who would come from the east who were hungry to find Jesus. 
and who were rich and gave gifts to Jesus and walked away empty-handed. You know what? Sometimes Jesus, a lot of times in our life, asks us to give some things that are very valuable to us to him. Not because he needs them, because he doesn't need them, but because he wants a relationship with you. And he doesn't want you to be so focused on gold or frankincense or myrrh or PlayStation 5s or whatever. He wants you to be focused on him. Can I have the keys? The band can grab up, jump up now. I'm almost finished. But you know what's something about the wise men that I find really interesting too is they get to Jesus. They journey 800 miles to Jesus or approximately, we're, guess, we're a little bit guessing, but around a long way. They travel that far and that's just the start. They get to Jesus. They meet Jesus. That's an amazing. But the story doesn't end there. We know that they go on another journey off the back of that. We don't know much about it, but we know they avoided the angry Herod so they didn't sort of like get sort of like hurt or anything like that, or they didn't, fight, didn't tell where Jesus was. But I want to tell you this, that when you come to Jesus, when you meet Jesus, it's not the end of the story. When you have an encounter with Jesus, it's not the end of the story. There's a journey to walk still. You know, in this uh, Luke 2, verse 11, I'm going to put it up. This is when the angels are speaking to the shepherds again. And it say, they, say that, they say this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour, who is Christ the Lord. It's really important that when we become a Christian, we accept just three titles about Jesus. Well, many, but these three are primary when we come into that journey of salvation. We need to accept Jesus as Savior, that he has saved us from our sins, that through his life, death, and resurrection, he's made a way that we can access relationship with him and forgiveness of our sins. We need to accept Jesus as Christ. What does Christ mean? It means anointed one. It means the special one. We don't believe that Jesus had a twin brother called Jebus who also is the way, the truth, and the life. It's just Jesus. He's the only one. He's the Christ. And thirdly, we need to accept that he's the Lord. And this is the hard one. This is the really hard one. If you've been a Christian any period of time at all, you'll know this is the really hard one. Why? Because this means, Jesus, I'm letting you lead. I'm handing over the keys. Will you drive? I'm trusting you that you know better than I do. You know where we're going. You can take me in the right place. And I'm trusting you as my Lord. You know, it's amazing when we have that moment, we become a Christian, we acknowledge Jesus as Savior. We're saved. That's amazing. But every day we need to remember that we are saved by a Savior. That he's the Christ and that he's the Lord. He's the leader. We need to let him lead our lives every single day. And maybe you're here this morning and you aren't a Christian or you don't know if you are a Christian but you just feel something deep inside your hunger as I've been talking you know, oh yeah I don't, there's something that's stirring inside me I can't put my finger on it but I feel maybe like I'm hungry I want to encounter this Jesus you've been talking about Josh I want to know more of what that might look like and if that's you all I want to invite you to do today is say a prayer inviting him to experience you to have that moment where you encounter Jesus and so if, if it's okay I'm going to get everybody to close their eyes. If everybody could close their eyes for a second. Just put your coloring, coloring in stuff down for the time, time being. Just close your eyes as we pray. I'll be two minutes. And all I'm going to do is, if you want to say today, you know what, yeah, I want to become a Christian. I'm not a Christian. I'm not sure I am or I used to be. And I feel like I've walked away and I want to experience Jesus again. Then just pray this prayer along with me in your heart and your minds. And at the end, say amen. And then we'll keep every eye closed. And I'm just going to invite you, if you pray that prayer, to put your hand up and say, yeah, you know what? I prayed that prayer today. I want to experience Jesus. So with every eye closed, we praise this. Every eye closed for a second. 
Dear Lord Jesus, I accept you as my saviour. I accept that you died on the cross for me. And you rose again three days later. You're now alive in heaven. I accept that you did this because you love me. I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done that have caused separation between me and you. Please forgive me. I accept you as the Christ, the Son of God, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And I accept you as my Lord. Please lead my life. I choose to hand over the keys and trust you to drive. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. With every eye closed, every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer today and you want to make a decision, say, yeah, you know what? I want to become a Christian. Don't look around. Just sort of like, just you. You just aren't really brave and put your hand in the air for me just so I can see it. Just as a visual statement. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you. Great. Thank you. I'm just going to pray for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray for every person who raised their hand and for every person who maybe wasn't brave enough but prayed that prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray that you come and fill them with your great joy this Christmas. Would they just know how much you love them? Would they experience you like never before? And would this Christmas have a new meaning? Would you be our priority? Would they accept you as Savior, Christ, and Lord? In Jesus' name, amen. You may open your eyes. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for playing. Guess the Express.